0: Okay, here we go. Recording, fa-la-la, live on Facebook, just walking everybody through. This is like a Zoom testimonial. You got to do this, and then you click <laughs> this, this, click this
1: button. and then
0: you do this, and then you wait for a while. <laughs> okay, choose where you want to post your video. This is the best. This is going to be the audio on Anchor as well. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. Thanks for tuning in The Seeds of Love today. <laughs> oh, goodness preparing live streaming video. I can probably figure out how to cut this out or people are just gonna to listen to it. And it'll be Yeah, Go you live. can cut it out. I will cut it out. I will figure it out. I am resourceful. Going live. Use key stream. Okay, let's try key stream. That's cool. Do you feel nervous? No. You know what, like, I feel like I have um, been pushing my comfort zone a lot lately in um, putting like, I don't know, public speaking and putting myself out there that it's, uh, it's, it's been definitely helping me with things like this and doing new things and. I don't know. It's just been it's been nice. I feel like it's helping me grow some courage and be brave and seeds of love. I'm just gonna type this. Podcast Dapping into the
1: Uncomfortable.
0: Seeds of Love Podcast Welcome Polly. Nuttle. Seeds of love podcast. Balance and breath with Polly. Two L's or
1: one L? Two L's. One two T's, L's. two L's. On um, in Pauly or not all?
0: Not all. Two T's. Not all's
1: two, two T's, two L's.
0: That's so. Uh, not gaming. We got this. We got this.
1: You've got this.
0: We got this. Here we go. We're going live. Meeting is now streaming live <gasps> on Facebook. <laughs> yay okay let's see this hi everyone if anyone is watching <laughs> all right
1: i'm uh, just okay. seeing if it's just takes a little bit of time i think sometimes <laughs> to pop up in the old facebook
0: oh here i am let's see well it's showing up on mine so we'll just get going <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Seeds of Love. <laughs> we showing up after. on your Facebook? Yeah, it's showing up on yes. my Facebook. Um, after a little hiatus, we're back. Uh, we have a really special guest today. Um, I'd love to welcome my friend Paulie Nuttall uh, to the show today. Uh, he's been a breathwork facilitator in Soma Breathwork for just over a year, um, and owner of the Reconnection Lab, which you'll be able to see on socials. We'll give you guys all access to that. Um, he's also a world traveler with his beautiful, beautiful wife, Um, And also currently a student of Portuguese, which I do love watching you learn and like searching for the words and figuring it out and listening to Priscilla helping you in the background and coaching you. It's the funniest thing ever. So uh, welcome to Seeds of Love, Polly. Thank you. It's
1: a pleasure to be here. I'm just... We're, we're doing, still going, are we?
0: Yeah, we're figuring things out, y'all. We're we're doing Facebook Live today. <laughs> we're going for it. We're going for
1: it. No, it's, a, it's an absolute pleasure to be here, and uh, thank you for the awesome introduction.
0: Mm. So we met um, back in about, what is it, like April, so COVID time. Uh, we joined a similar course and did a course together and started chatting, and I've been watching... Uh, your practice grow and sharing more, and we, you and I've been talking about multiple things. We touched on uh, body image, self love, and for you, I feel like your biggest specialty or that most uh, important practice of your life is breath work, and you've been really promoting that a lot lately with COVID and everything going on. And um, I wanted to invite you on today to really talk about that subject because I feel at this time, breath work is either coming up a lot and you're hearing it a lot. There's a lot of, um, new facilitators coming out or a lot of courses to take and people don't really know why breath work and, and what that's really about. And I was just wondering if you could tell our listeners a little bit about breath work and what that's been like for you and, um, why it's so important (laughs) to breathe.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, breathwork on the cake. So I've done, a, tried a lot of the tools. Um, threw myself completely in the deep end with ayahuasca and dived into other modalities to with myself. And um, it's interesting because breathwork was, like I say, the icing on the cake. But really, should be that it should be the starting point because. um it's it's a tool we have with us all the time it's permanently with us compared to traveling to south america to do ayahuasca with a trained shaman or investing hundreds or thousands of dollars into a coach when our breath is is our teacher it's it's permanently with us and a beautiful thing with it is we can change our autonomic nervous system so we can take ourselves from a stressed state sympathetic nervous system back into our rest and digest state, our parasympathetic, just by changing the way we breathe. So when I discovered that, I was just like, holy shit, I am missing a huge part of, of this whole picture of self-love and personal development.
0: Right, because even on those stressful days, we just tend to keep on going, right? Like we're, we're stressful in the morning and then we're stressful in the afternoon and we're stressful in the evening, but we rarely give ourselves like that break and transition between like the morning to the afternoon and the afternoon to the evening to just stop and like come back into, like you said, that rest, um, and digest place of like coming back into the body, relaxing the body. It's like, we just carry stress with us all throughout the day. Um, and how exhausting that is just within the physiology, you feel tired. Um, and then mentally you're feeling tired, but, we don't really think deeper into how that affects the physiology on a cellular level. You know, if you're really stressed out or say you're sick like with COVID and coming into flu season, um, it's really important to keep your immune system up. So how can you rest and recover if you're constantly in states of stress and and causing your cells to be shrinking on on a regular basis? So when we stop and give ourselves that time to go back into that state of being of the resting and restoration we can actually give our, it's like we give our body a fighting chance to keep its immune system up and, uh, and fight viruses. And, and we don't really think about breath like that, that it can be almost like a medicine, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. We just think of it as a normal kind of bodily function, um, which it is completely, but our breath will change with how we are feeling. But then we can also change how we're feeling with our breath. So it goes both ways. And it's, it's a superpower. And we are one of the very few species on the planet that can actually consciously change our breath. So many other animals, you think about the way they, they do things, they might run, they might be running, their breath, they are out of breath. They don't have a choice of how they can control that breath, whereas we can slow that breath down consciously, to recover faster whereas a lot of other animals don't do that they can't do that we have that power it is a superpower that we have
0: yeah and it's very empowering too right like to think about the fact that as long as you have the breath that you have the power on your physiology like you can maintain that you can stay in that calm sympathetic state if you know how to utilize it as a tool especially Um, and i've been teaching a meditation class that started was an eight-week series it started in november and one of like the first things that i talked about as far as meditation and you know I, i wanted to teach them in a way it's like i wish that someone had taught it to me in this way you know years ago i've just i learned so much over the course of my life but um if people, if someone had told me that meditation, and I believe I maybe read it in an Eckhart Tolle book and maybe it was the power of now, I'm not totally sure. But when I read that meditation was just one conscious breath at a time. So not putting so much pressure on yourself for meditation to be this like 30 minute process or 20, like two hour process that if you could just stop and take one conscious breath, like that, that's meditation. And so it's like going into breath work and connecting to your breath is also this really beautiful way to nurture a meditation and a meditation practice within yourself and calming that physiology and noticing within your body how you're actually feeling and what's going on within you, noticing what's going on around you, your surroundings, rather than just sort of being reactive to everything, you're able to be more present and like respond accordingly to things. And it's so I find that, you know, the the I love that you mentioned the word conscious, because I think that's what breath work allows you to be able to do is to just give yourself a moment to just purposely focus on yourself and give yourself time to relax and how you show up to other people. A lot of a lot of us don't think about that. It's like if we're in a really frazzled, stressful state, we're taking that with us everywhere and everybody's on the receiving end of that stressful, frazzled state. So um, this is where you have dominion over as yourself and how you choose to show up, not just within your own life, but to other people too. What are you bringing to everybody? And breath work really can help you kind of calm that physiology so that you're showing up as more of like, you know, a calm, uh, serene state of being rather than that stressful, frazzled state. Um, so I was just wondering if you could, you know, tell me a little bit about your journey into breath work and really kind of how you got there um, what the sort of introductory stages kind of look like and how it's sort of evolved for you since then.
1: Yeah. Like you said, talking about breath, uh, meditation then, um, it was meditation that actually got me in towards breath work. I started trying meditation and so many times, obviously it's, they talk about going to your breath to get into a state of meditation. But there was something about sitting for 20 minutes, 30 minutes that I found so difficult, you know. And everybody turns around and they say, "Oh, switch your brain off." It's like that's impossible. That's like telling your heart to stop beating. And and I think there's a lot of resistance that a lot of people have is that they can't. They feel that they can't do it because they're trying to stop their brain thinking, and then they can't stop their brain thinking. They just go, oh no." Nah. I'm not doing that. I can't do it. I'm not very good at it. And that was the beautiful thing about when I found soma breath, that it was focusing on the breath, but also to a rhythm. So we're breathing in a rhythm, to music, and that really allowed me to go into a deep meditative state. And the rhythm is kind of the, it's aligned with your heartbeat. It's aligning with your heartbeat, so everything is, is more balanced. And that's what Soma Breath is all about, is trying to balance the autonomic nervous system. It's not about putting us into a stressful state. Um, Soma Breath is trying to really focus on that balancing of that nervous system. And when I discovered that, it became a daily practice easily for me. Instead of meditation was like, oh, I've got to meditate. I can't do it, I'm struggling. That was just putting me off trying to meditate, but breath work, just sitting down for 20 minutes every morning, when I don't do it, I actually miss it. Whereas meditation is kind of, when I did it, it was so hard, whereas now I just feel that breath work allows me to to make it a regular thing and I reap the benefits.
0: I like that you, um, you kind of, it's like you almost offered like another option to people who struggle with meditation because it's like, we do place a lot of that expectation on our shoulders. And it's like, we are already almost, you know, setting ourselves up for failure when it comes to creating a meditation practice. If we believe that we have to sit for those 20 minutes or that's too much, or like, if you do find that you sit and your monkey mind, you know, so we call it right is when it's go, go, go. When you find your monkey mind is going and you're having a hard time calming it down, that maybe the option that you could try instead, as like a an introductory or beginning stage into a meditation practice, might actually be breath work. So it's all like maybe it's not meditation right away. Maybe it's breath work where you go. So I find that really interesting too because the second week um, that I did for the meditation series was actually breath work. So we had kind of instilled, um, it wasn't Soma breathing, it was a box breathing of like a four count. Um, and I found that that was really helpful for people just to kind of get the breath in, help calm the physiology. And then like, let's go with but like the thoughts can calm down right like we can calm the body calm the system and this can calm down a little bit more too it's like to just sit down and expect this to just shut right off like right at the beginning stages of a meditation practice that's a lot of pressure to put on yourself um when you're first starting so I love that idea too of breathing with your heartbeat because Joe Dispenza talks a lot about that um brain and heart coherence right so it's like that to me, that's what that sounded like of like everything just kind of like beating together and how great that would be and feel within the system. Like I almost wanted to just go there on my own. Like you keep talking to everybody. I'm going to go do my own thing. Um, So do you find that because now that it's like something that you miss and you do so often, do you find that you go into it just without even noticing that if you're in sort of like a stressful situation or you're starting to Um, and I try to like encourage people to notice within the body when they're starting to feel levels of distress. So if they're starting to feel like they're, they're getting to a place of stress, noticing the first initial cues too, and like, let's stop it there. Um, but getting into the body, do you find that you, um, are able now to catch yourself quicker and implement your breathing techniques to help calm the physiology?
1: Um, every morning when I do the breath work, it's really interesting because it, it reaffirms what my, I track my sleep with aura ring. And so it's giving me my HRV, my readiness score and my breath just completely reaffirms what that's saying. So if my readiness score is low, I can, I know that before I've even looked at it by me breathing in the morning. When I do my breath holds during soma breath, If I can't hold my breath, I know instantly that my HRV is low, my readiness. So my my stress level is high. Um, And I know that immediately. So from my 20 minute breath work, I then know how I need to kind of go about the rest of the day and slow down. Or if I'm full of energy, then I can kind of do more. And then I can, yeah, if I know I am on a stressed, level, then I'll try and slow down. I will really like try and focus on my breath more throughout the day and just be slower. Just take things slower and try and not be so reactive. If something triggers me, just be with it and not try and react immediately to it.
0: Yeah. I think that's that self-responsibility piece, right? Of I feel this within my body and I've now triggered and I can continue to pull myself and my triggeredness into the rest of the day into everybody else. Or I can just give myself five minutes or 10 minutes to just sit and calm myself down and like come back to presence and talk myself through things or regulate my emotions or regulate myself before I go into the next situation. It's like, give yourself a moment to come back down and breath work really helps you reconnect back from Being in that triggered state of something that's caused you to go full-blown alert, or maybe you're in fear, or maybe you're in anger, and just coming out of that and back into the body and back into present moment and what's actually going on, Um, not within the story in the mind, but back into the body and living in this state of, okay, no, I'm okay this isn't what's happening. I'm making something up or it just took me back, but like all is well, everything's fine. And just coming back into breath and calming the body rather than being in that reactive state everywhere else you go. Um, Do you find that you've changed as a person at all after starting um, uh, like just a breath work practice? Like do you find that you as a person who now lives this way with this practice has actually changed how you show up to other
1: people? Absolutely. I think I show up in a lot calmer state. I react differently when I feel the energy building up in my frustration or something. I just give myself that patience, exactly like you're saying, not reacting to an effect in other people. I kind of try and, and I say try because it's not 100% of the time you know, and I think that's super important that people don't feel that they have to be calm 100% of the time. We still need to be able to process those emotions. But a lot of the time, it's like, okay, why am I feeling this way? And if it's something that I can control, then yeah, I'm going to deal with it. But again, if it's something I can't control, then I also need to just accept it because I can't control it. But it's like you say, you said about a few of the different emotions there, you know, we need to connect with those emotions. And we sometimes just need to let them be present. And again, not try and suppress them and just let them come out. Anger, just let it be. And then be aware of it. But don't let it come up constantly because you're in a state of stress. That's the thing, and I think that's what you're saying is just still allow them to be present, but not controlling the way you are as a person all day, every day.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I totally empathize with that. I think it was Monday. I had a very, um, I was very sensitive on Monday, and I had an experience happen, and it took me about four hours, I think, to really bring me back into, I don't know, I'd say my normal state, but like, um, back into more of like this, I call it like a calm, but peppy. Like I have this like calm, but like peppy energy. Um, but I wasn't for a while and people noticed it, but in my mind, I'm like, and in my heart, I was trying to regulate through something and what came through for me as I was in my breath and trying to work through my emotions and regulate my energy was that I realized what I was experiencing was discouragement and I was feeling discouraged or I was feeling not enough, which is one of my stories that kind of runs a lot. And it's like, once I'm able to like name what I'm feeling or what's running for me, you know, I can ask, okay, well, is that also running in other areas of my life right now? Yeah. Okay. Like I feel a discouragement in a lot of places in my life right now, but it doesn't have to be right now. And I get an opportunity to encourage myself in that moment and to, come back to, I like to use the four agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz and just come back to, I'm doing my best, you know, I'm really doing my best and um, be good with my word and how I talk to myself and just then use that moment to, to encourage myself and build myself back up and come back into um, the best state possible that I can. So I think those are those moments where you start to grab your practice and implement it. And we talked earlier before we started the podcast about having those integrity moments where it's like if you really value this or you really believe in this, when you're living life and called upon in a moment to actually live into that value or to live into that practice, that's where I think you show yourself how, how great of a student you've become is when you're actually implementing those things. Otherwise it's just theory, right? You can understand it all from the books you read and the knowledge and the seeking, but it's like when you actually embody those practices It's like, that's a moment to be proud, right? Where it's like, yes, like I'm learning, this is great and get to come back up. Like, you know, and be proud of yourself. Like you give yourself an opportunity to be proud and there's nothing wrong. I think with that good pride of like, yes, I'm learning and this is great. Like it shows me that I'm growing and you know, what used to take me two weeks to get through, I just crushed it in 20 minutes, you know, and it was still 20 minutes of this heaviness of stress, but it's like, it used to take me out for a lot longer And sometimes it does take me out for maybe a couple days, you know, and it's like, I have to work and give myself that time of not like, oh, I've been triggered. I have 20 minutes to figure it out. It's like, it sometimes takes as long as it takes, but I give myself that, that time now of like, not making plans, not busying myself. You know what? Like if I'm going through something, I'm not, I'm not going to show up somewhere if I'm not in a good state of being to be there you know, or especially now, like with COVID, it's actually been kind of nice for people to be able to be home or to be able to be alone, to be able to see how well they actually respond to things versus react and grow and create a new practice and how you show up every day is the constant. We're the common denominator in everything that we are a part of and all the situations that we get to be a part of. And it's like how we show up everywhere we go consistently, not, oh, I'm with this person. Now I'm going to be this person. Oh, I'm in this situation. Now I'm this. Oh, I'm with this person. Now I have to be careful of what I say. So I'm going to change and now chameleon and be this. It's like, I am me trying, like, you know, trying everywhere I go to be consistent and authentic. And if I'm having a moment where I'm heavy and down, I don't feel the need to pretend to be calm and peppy. And instead, if someone asks me what's going on, I kind of just explain to them that I'm having a bit of a sensitive day, but I'm working through it. And it gives them an opportunity to support and be there and nurture. And it, I, I, I think that when you're honest about those things and you, what I really, you know, appreciate about you is how like real you like to get in conversation and how like, you know, you get into the rawness of what's really going on for people. And if you're really struggling, because when people aren't, Or feel fear to really vocalize those things, then we can't support them and they can't get the support that they need. And um, I think a lot of us are, you know, there is fear around talking about what's really going on with us because we don't want to lose people's respect or we don't want people to see us differently. And that's something that I've had to work on too. It's like if I'm known for being, you know, a coach or a self love coach, but right now I'm sitting in heavy doses of self shame or criticism, it's like then. You know, it's it's hard for me to show up like that because I don't want people to feel like I'm failing or that I'm letting people down. And it's like then I have to work through that self talk on my own. And I find that when I just allow myself to show up and be, be vulnerable and just be myself, other people get permission to see that that it's okay and like you're going to be all right. And there's people to support you. Um, and like you're really great at offering your support to other people. And you know, being there for others who are really struggling and same, like, you know, I love to be able to hold that space for others where they feel like they can really open up and talk about that stuff. And, um, you know, I've noticed a lot, especially during COVID. And I mean, we talked earlier about how Christmas is just a super stressful time, let alone now it's like COVID Christmas, and people are even more like, I want to see my family. Um, And I try to, you know, remind people like, I know that if in the mind the vision is at Christmas, I have a big family Christmas and I'm used to seeing my family that's large at the holidays and that's like hard for me because I'm not gonna be able to do that. It's like, you don't even have to have like big video calls with people, but you have a really great opportunity to just have like one-on-one video calls and like really chat with people and really talk to them and just like have that present time. And you know, um, I was talking to my mom this week who felt a little bit disconnected from people. She didn't know what was going on with them and like what they were up to. And it's like, it's not hard to just say, Hey, can we schedule a call this weekend? And it doesn't have to be a massive big family call. Like that could have happened all year, right? These tiny little micro check-ins with people so that you don't feel disconnected. And I'm just trying to remind people that during the course of this time, and if you are stressed out, or sad that you're not going to get to see a lot of your family, there are other options. And it's when we slow ourselves down, we're able to find more solutions, right? It's like when we're in stress, we're focused on reacting to the stress, not staying in that calm state, finding the solution, finding a different perspective. And a lot of times I find when I am sitting in a meditative state, or I'm calm in my body, those inspirations just come in, right? It's like, Now this is, Oh, that's a solution. I could do that. didn't even think about that. But it's like, if we're constantly in reactive mode, it's really hard for those things to come in. And it's like, I find that when we settle ourselves down and we're open to a solution being presented, we, we think of those things. Um, So I was just like, do you have any tips for people over the course of, you know, not just like Christmas and those holidays, but as, as COVID continues to happen and lockdowns happen in certain places still and, how to to continue to go with this beast that we're experiencing right now, this experience for other people, um, how they can manage themselves and regulate themselves through this time.
1: Oh man, there's so, uh, so many parts of that that I just wanna talk about. And I, I'm gonna, but I'll start with a self-practice thing really that's, that probably is important for all of the things you talked about. Um, and that's just really a simple, simple thing to do is just extending the exhale. So whenever we breathe in, um, and we should always be breathing in through our nose, which is so, so kind of misplaced. A lot of people forget about breathing, the simple fact of breathing in through the nose. And when we breathe in through our nose, we've actually got like basically a filter built into our nose. We moisten the air as we breathe in as well. And also it kind of warms the air as it goes into our lungs. So I'm going to breathe. So that's the first part is just breathe in through your nose. You know, you've got an amazing thing that is trying to protect you from viruses, bacteria. And it's just so important to switch to that. And whenever we breathe in, we're actually activating, always activating our sympathetic nervous system. So whether that's in through our nose or in through our mouth that is always activating our our fight or flight. When we exhale, so now this is the important part, is when we exhale, we are starting to go into the parasympathetic, so our rest and digest. So there's a breathing, it's like got a lot of different names, but people call it one, two breathing. So essentially, if your inhale is for one, your exhale is gonna be for two. Your inhale's for two, exhale's for four. Inhale for three, Exhale for six. So basically you're doubling the length of your exhale. But a simple way of just thinking about it is just to extend the exhale longer than your inhale. If you are extending that exhale longer than your inhale, you're going to start entering your parasympathetic nervous system. You're going to start reducing your heart rate, your blood pressure. So just sitting here now, just just close our eyes and just breathe in through the nose for a count of, we'll just do a count of two to start. So in, two, then out for four. Out, two, three, four. And when we breathe out, just breathe out like you're blowing through a straw. So you purse your lips together and slowly exhale. In, two, out, two, three, four. In, two, out, two, three, four, just keep going at that rhythm. Just feel how your body's feeling. You probably feel like your shoulders are falling away from your ears as they just start relaxing. It's so interesting to watch and see as, as I, when I teach this in a classroom or just sitting here now, looking at you Stacey, you just kind of just, the tension just kind of falling away, falling away. You're just easing, you can just feel it. I can see, and I can feel it energetically that you are just calming down. You are just easing into, into things. And I think that is one of the most important things from, from breath work that I've learned. And, um, yeah, if anyone who comes to my class just walks away with knowing that you extend your exhale to calm yourself down and if they never came to a breathwork session again i would be happy if that's all they know
0: Mm.
1: because then they're taking that tool away with them
0: Mm
1: -hmm. whereas obviously if i'm teaching a session normally it's to music and we're, we're using the music as well to help control the journey essentially so just in this Christmas time, just breathing, extending that exhale. You're feeling stressed. Just breathe into it. You've got to do a presentation or a, a speech. Like before we go on podcasts or whatever, you know, just doing it ourselves to slow down, put ourselves back into that kind of karma state and just sitting there doing it, you doing it, me just doing it a few times. I feel karma. Yeah, I do. And it's it's so important.
0: Yeah, I started to smile. Going back through. (laughs) A (laughs) little smile came through. I was like, oh gosh, (laughs) there it is. Yeah.
1: But going back through so many of the other things that you said, a big one, I am not enough. How many people go through that? But the interesting thing is, is that we don't realize that we're going through that. I didn't realize that, so it's something for me, valid validity, because of being bullied for six years of my life when I was a kid, I still go through that. Even though I'm doing the self-work, it still shows up. And sometimes it takes a couple of days before I notice it rearing its head. So it's the beautiful thing about just slowing down and breathing. You can try and catch those things before they start controlling the way you are reacting again.
0: Yeah. And I think even Um, if you, sorry, Polly, continue on.
1: Go, Go on, go
0: on. Oh, I was just thinking like, even if you can, if you can catch yourself, but you don't like say stop it, but at least if you can recognize that that's what's running for you and you're able to learn how to work with it and learn how to give yourself what you need to be able to bring yourself back up to worthiness and bring yourself back up to a state of love and, you know, self compassion, and just kindness and give yourself some grace of like learning this process and unlearning other processes. And coming back to your practice of this is why I do this work is because when I feel this way, I know that I'm, you know, I don't deserve to feel like I'm not enough. Someone told me that I believed it at one time. It's like, I believed it so much that became a story for me for a very, very long time. But that I don't like I don't have to if I don't choose to continue to believe that story. And if I want to believe that I'm worthy and deserving of a beautiful life, what a beautiful opportunity for me to be able to live in alignment to that. You know, if I really believe that I'm worthy and worthy and deserving of true love, or worthy and deserving of a beautiful life, when I'm presented again with one of those moments, this is where I get to to show myself and really declare that yes, I am worthy of living a beautiful life and that comes with understanding that I'm doing my best always and give myself grace of growing and, and understanding that mistakes are, are going to be made. If you're constantly going to be pushing your comfort zone and learning new things and that good is good enough. You know, I like held myself up to such a level of perfection that I didn't allow good to be good. And that, you know, constantly feeling that if people were always going to find my faults that no matter what I did, it wouldn't be enough. And I'd already set myself up for failure. Prior to being able to hit an achievement or when I hit an achievement wouldn't let myself feel it because somebody saw where I failed and it's just like allowing yourself to grow and allowing yourself to just you know believe in yourself and trust yourself enough to try new things to grow to fall to to encourage yourself to strengthen up in yourself because if no one's I I found that I didn't get that from anybody I got knowledge and wisdom from mentors and teachers But if I didn't implement that within myself, like we talked about earlier, when you embody it, it's like, oh yeah, it's working. And you get a lot of just like, what would be the word? It just validates for you that you are growing and you're getting stronger and you feel stronger every day and people are noticing your changes. Like I used to get a, like, take it personally when someone would notice I was in my breath work and they'd go like, why are you huffing and puffing? Why are you so stressed out? And I'm like, I'm actually not (laughs) like, I'm just doing my breath work. And that's what's important for me is when I notice distress levels coming, I will take a deep breath. And that happens on a regular basis now where I just catch myself doing it periodically throughout the day. And it's like a way for me to main, it's like my body has become automatic into a breath, like a breathing technique to maintain my body's like parasympathetic state. It's like it catches itself when it's going into distress. I catch the breath and I'm like, oh, I'm breathing like this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a stressful day. And like, I noticed, but it's like, I'm now able to be aware within my body when it's telling me I need to chill out because I catch myself in my breath work, like that. It's become a really beautiful relationship between myself and my body, um, which I think is really what breath work is about for me anyway, is getting into the body and really giving your body a fighting chance, not just against the virus. Um, that's running around the world and being able to really not just calm your stress levels down, but give your immune system a chance to fight, right? Give your, yourself a chance to just be strong, um, through this season, um, make better, like make some really good healthy choices to keep that immune system up. And it's all great if you want to take vitamins and it's all great. You want to like wear masks and stuff too, but maintaining your body's parasympathetic state of restoration, getting rest, go to bed a little bit earlier, get some sleep, right? Be rested. I think that like the best medicine right now is a rested individual. (laughs) And it's just like a breath for me right now is medicine. And the
1: body rest.
0: Yeah. And breath for me right now is something that I'm grateful for. And we talked about this earlier that giving yourself time to breathe is like active gratitude. I get to practice gratitude when I sit with my breath. I'm grateful for my breath. I'm grateful for my lungs. I'm grateful for my body that got up this morning. So much needs to happen within the body for you to be able to get up out of bed. And we don't even think about it. Automatically, my heart beats without me having to ask it. Automatically, I take breaths without having to ask for it. But when I connect to it, it's that much more powerful. When I connect them both, superhuman. (laughs) It's like
1: you just said that you you notice yourself breathing, trying to calm down but everybody can notice something within their breath and it's telling them what's going on. You think about somebody who's anxious. If they turn around and they caught their breath before they get to a severely anxious state, they'll probably notice they're already breathing shallower, breathing into their chest, and they can catch that immediately and then go, okay, now I need to consciously slow this breathing down to keep yourself out of going into that anxious state but often it's too late and we're already well into that anxiety before we even notice it so yeah it's it's breath is a signal for for everything um yeah and there was something else i was going to say as well it's so you brought up don miguel ruiz four agreements and we said i am not enough and in, in it's either his four agreements or his fifth agreement, he talks about how you go into a cinema. Imagine you go into a cinema and you sit down and there's one person in this, in this um, cinema. And you sit down behind that person and you look at the screen and it's your life. And you're like, yep, yeah, this is how I see my life. The person in front of you is you. You go into the next screen and there's one person. You sit down and it's a movie of your life well, you're like that's that's not my life that's your mom in front of you they're seeing your life completely different as you see it you go into the next screen it's your best friend they're going to see it completely different again and all that matters is how you see your life so it's looking as well it's like we often look for that external validation but but for what Everybody's gonna want a different thing, expect a different thing from us. All that we can do is meet our own expectations. And if we're doing our best towards what we want, and that's another big thing as well, is if, are we doing things what we want, or are we doing it again already for somebody else? But if we can meet our own expectations of what we want and not worry about what anybody else thinks, it's just a huge game changer. But it's hard. It's really hard to to think about that.
0: Yeah, it's definitely, I believe when you, as you continue to grow in that and challenge that and decide to live more in alignment with yourself and what, you know, you want to be doing, there is, it does take some time to, I think, change that pattern because as you change, others notice your pattern changing, right? They're so used to you showing up as a certain person in a specific way. So if you're changing, then you're changing their pattern too. Um, but it doesn't have to be a bad thing right it just shows that change can occur and growth can happen and still staying in a loving beautiful state right and just giving yourself the opportunity to really live your life like there's freedom there when you when you give yourself the the idea of just living life for you and putting not not your own expectations but at least designing your own life and living in accordance to that there's a freedom there you know and, and if Part of living your new life is trying new things and letting yourself fail. And you've just failed at something, great. Then you're living in alignment with who you really are. And you're letting yourself try new things and you're letting yourself grow. You know, practicing self compassion when you go back to a to a belief system that was created when you were 14 or, you know, you bullied really hard for six years. Like that's a law of trauma. I oh, hope my internet's okay that it takes time to to work through and grow through and understand trauma more. What a beautiful opportunity to heal that. But um, yeah, so is there something that you're working on for people that they can do some more breath work with you? Because that was really beautiful. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Um, and I know you're doing some stuff yeah, on social. Yeah, so... I'm,
1: um, I'm doing online sessions at the moment. And anyone who's in Portugal, I'm running sessions live in person in Lisbon, Cascais, um, just around Lisbon area. But yeah, every Sunday at the moment, I'm doing a breathwork session at 7pm. My time, which is GMT plus one, I think. (laughs) Lisbon time zone. Um, Yeah,
0: Uh, we'll post that for people and uh, maybe they'll figure out um, a time zone shift. And we'll, uh, we'll give people some good tools to figure that out.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for today. Honestly, it's um it's always a pleasure actually speaking with you. And I love your energy, the bounciness.
0: Oh my goodness. Um do you, so do you have thank you for that? I'll receive that beautiful compliment. <laughs> See how quickly I almost bounced that up? Um Is there anything that like uh you might have going for 2021? Is there something that you're looking forward to? Um I want to talk to people about like their they're something that they're looking forward to in 2021 let's bring in some goodness some good vibes of of a good vision
1: oh i'm hoping to be running in-person retreats um my ayahuasca shaman the guy who took me through a ceremony in bolivia he's hopefully going to be here in in europe so um fingers crossed we can do some more ceremonies and tap into some more the um the deep shadow
0: the deep shadow because <laughs> i feel like the more lighter like the, the lighter you become sometimes and a lot of the the work that you do and you become stronger at catching yourself it's like sometimes that shadow just gets just as big with you right it's like you're able to go into those areas sometimes and um you know it's like believing yourself believe in yourself believe that you can do it believe you're strong enough and you know one of the things that i've learned over 2020 Um, and meeting so many beautiful people like yourself and you know so many from our course that we took together is that you know and and I believe in it today specifically too that love has no borders because you're coming in from Portugal teaching this really beautiful um, practice and just opportunity of bringing people back to breath as just like like go there you have that you've always had that that's a gift you've always had That's a gift you always get to use. And it's like one of our most underutilized gifts, one of our most underutilized tools that we've had with us this whole time. And you've given people an opportunity to be able to do that. We've had people come in who've, who've encouraged others to um, practice trust and grow in trust for themselves, how to move along when trust isn't there, how to find your own personal legend and really believing yourself and move through this life. And, I really believe that, you know, that idea of love has no borders, because so many of us met over COVID Um, simple, like over a really beautiful course that was really in depth, but really real um, and opened up a lot of us to show that a lot of us, even though we're in different areas of the world can sometimes struggle with the exact same thing and how great it is to create a really good community where you actually feel like you can talk about the things that are going on with you or have a moment to get vulnerable and know without a shadow of a doubt that there's going to be no shame, no blame, no judgment, no expectation. Just try. It's like, I've grown to trust myself enough that I've created a really great community and a really great support system around me that I can have those experiences and know that I have that community, that support that can hold that. And I want to encourage people, especially going like, you know, coming to the end of this year and going into 2021 is to really look at the support system that you have and maybe do you need to recreate a new one going into a new year? Who do you want around you? If we are able to start seeing new people and spending time with more people, who do you want to spend time with? Who do you want around you? You know, what kind of life do you, do you want to start creating in 2021? And, uh, I'm really happy that we got to meet and we'll always continue to connect and I'm glad the others got to meet you and I'll make sure that they get all your links so they can uh, have access to you and hopefully join some of your breathwork sessions. And I'm grateful for that little breathwork session today. <laughs> you know, you don't realize how like, maybe I thought that I was pretty calm. Um, but there's always like another level you can go to, you know, and another level you can go to, which is so nice.
1: Yeah. I think you just hit the nail on the head about choosing people who they want to surround themselves with. is so vital. So, so, so vital. And sometimes the uncomfortable part with that is sometimes you've got to let go of who you've... You've got to let go of who you were to step into who you can become on your true self. And sometimes you've got to let people go. And that can be really hard and really challenging to do that. But... Just trust in the process and be patient and, and breathe. And that's something that I do all the time with my breath work. Again, it's like raising our vibration. We are going to be attracting the right people into our lives who are going to help us keep moving forward. Um, but sometimes it can be very easy to keep ourselves stuck where we are by not stepping into those, not stepping into those calls, the synchronicities that are happening around us because we're not ready. And that's also okay. People are not ready. That's all right.
0: That's all right. It's okay. And I believe that they'll get there. We'll all get there. Thank you so much, Polly, for being Thank here. I'll you. let you go. Yay! <laughs> thanks for everyone for being on our live today. What a beautiful experience. Thank you for that. Um, uh, lots of love from you, Stacey. We'll be back soon. Uh, many thanks, Polly, for coming in today. Much love. Bye-bye. Bye bye.